Hey guys, just a heads up that I do use some colorful language in this show, and no, I could not manage to keep it clean even for the intro. Anyway, enjoy. You're listening to Breathe, Focus, Repeat. I'm Brooke Monahan. I'm an operations consultant, and I work with entrepreneurs to help them simplify and standardize their businesses so that they can breathe and focus on what they love about their work. I'm going to talk about that in this podcast, but I'm also here to talk about what it's like trying to get a new business off the ground while it's happening. I've been a systems and processes girl for some time, but doing this on my own is brand new. I quit my full-time job just over a month ago to make this happen. And I want to give you a real honest look at what that's like. So I'm winging this. Maybe I don't need to tell you that. But if I don't wing it now, I'm just like every other successful business owner turned podcaster, waiting until I have it all together to discuss it and trying to tell you years down the line what it was like. As someone who wanted to work for herself for most of her life, I grew really frustrated by the bullshit narrative about what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. So a year ago, when I decided to head down this road, I told myself that when I actually did it, I was going to talk about it while I was doing it. And since I'm my own boss now, yes, ma'am. Welcome to the show, AKA my life, AKA breathe, focus, repeat. Hey guys, we're doing this. Are you doing this? Okay, we're doing this. Holy crap. All right. Well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am not recording this in a closet like all the pros do when they don't have perfect recording conditions. So this is what we got. We're rolling with it. It's me, GarageBand over here. But if you know me, you know I am a podcast-aholic. So I am going to be putting myself out there and it only makes sense that this is the way to do it. Uh, So here we are. And took me a really long time to work up the courage to do this. And the reason that I'm finally doing this really runs parallel to a lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. The thing is that I think almost everyone has a thing that they've dreamed of doing. And for so many reasons, usually a combination of the voice in our head or other practical circumstances or whatever, we never go for it. Or we do, but we wait way too long. And Yeah, I've thought about podcasting before, but what I really am talking about here is that for my entire life, I've wanted to work for myself. And it wasn't until a year ago that something changed for me in a really huge way. And I finally started taking steps toward making that happen. And one of the biggest things that changed for me that is directly influencing the fact that I am now releasing this podcast is this. If nobody likes my podcast or if only five people listen to it, or if I can't keep up with it and I end up stopping and everyone's watching me quit, whatever, whatever all of those fears are that would ordinarily stop me from pursuing something that I wanted to do, or at least over a year ago, they would have stopped me. At this point, I'm okay with every one of those possibilities. I am more committed to doing the things that I want, helping other people, being genuine than I am to just being liked. 
And if any of those fears come true, I am happier saying I went for it than I am habitually holding myself back to avoid failure. Because the honest truth, and this is something that I learned from Tiffany Hahn, who I am sure I'm going to be talking about quite a bit in this show, but the honest truth is that the only way that we can guarantee failure is by never starting or by quitting. So if you can relate to anything that I just said, If you're working a job that you hate right now, if you have a thing that you want to go for, but you're too scared to go for it, or you're a people pleaser, or, you know, maybe you just like listening to a dry, sarcastic woman talk about their life, uh, hey, um, then there's something in this podcast for you. And I am so glad that you're here. So today I want to tell you what to expect from this podcast, tell you about me, give you the Cliff's Notes version of this past year of my life, because when I tell you that I am a different person, I am not exaggerating and I need to talk about it because for 13 years, I agonized over and obsessed about and researched starting my own business. And it wasn't until a year ago that I learned the truth, which is this, it is not about hustle. It is not about working 16 hours a day. It is not about just having the unbelievable courage to risk your entire fucking life savings. None of that is attractive to me, which is why for 28 years, I thought that I wasn't good enough to make it happen for myself. That was it. And 99% of it is about you and what is going on in your mind. Now, I'm not a psychologist or a self-help guru. That's not the point of this podcast. I will absolutely be pointing you in the direction of people who can help you in that regard. But for me, my role in all of this is to be very honest about what actually got in my way because it was not the money. It was not the lack of heart or the lack of hustle. It was a reel of negative self-talk that played in my mind for many years that was fueled by stories of successful business people that were told in a way that made them seem superhuman. And what I mean by that is this, we get messages from every angle that the people who quote, have it all, got it by risking everything that they had with 100% faith in themselves and they just hustled enough to make it happen. And the message is that if you are not willing to do that, then you're not one of them. And I am here to tell you that the vast majority of business owners do not do it that way and that the road to making shit happen for yourself is not about you have it or you don't. We all have it if we want it. And for me, it was a matter of changing my mindset in a few major ways that finally gave me the courage to make it happen. And the first one I will mention because it is directly related to podcasting is this. I am 100% at peace with the idea that I may fail. I mentioned this before. With this podcast, what happens if nobody listens to it? What happens if like five people listen and they all think that it sucks? What happens if I get too busy and I can't keep up with it, so I make five episodes and then I stop? Um, A few months ago, those questions would have been reasons for me to not go for it. And now I am at a point where I am completely okay with the fact that any of those things may happen. And if they do, so the fuck what? Right? Who gives a fuck? I get get like eight hours my week back. I find out that I'm not meant to be a podcaster. Like, I'm okay with that. In terms of my business, I'm facing the very real possibility that I will not be able to sustain working for myself full time. I have some pretty solid systems in place. I've planned pretty well. Um, I'm certainly not planning on that happening. 
I believe in myself and my business, but I also have to acknowledge the fact that this is not a guarantee. And in the past, that may have been a reason for me not to go for it. But at this point, here is my take on it. If I have to go and get a job, I am literally in the exact same point that I was at two months ago. So I'm going to tell you about myself here, but just think about that for a minute. If you already have a business, I am talking to you too. If you have a thing that you want to go for, but you're thinking to yourself, well, what if it doesn't work? Whatever. You need to answer that question to yourself very seriously. Like what will actually happen? Is what is stopping you the possibility of like a bruised ego and like everyone's going to be watching you fail and you don't want to fail? Or is there some real practical issue like money that is holding you back? Because the truth is you can come up with a plan to address the practical stuff. You can make money in other ways. But the bruised ego, you kind of just have to be willing to accept for the sake of going for what you want. So... That's a huge part of the message of this, but before we get into like the meat of it, let me just tell you about what happened over the past year and kind of a little bit about me. So I grew up always knowing that one day I wanted to work for myself. I, when I was probably 15, it was very clear to me that I wanted to be self-employed. When I was in high school, we had to do a senior project that was required for graduating. My senior project was I wrote a business plan for a um, business for myself. And I kind of knew that that business that I wrote the business plan for wasn't really necessarily what I wanted, but I knew that I wanted to work for myself. I graduated. I went to school for entrepreneurial management, mostly because I never knew what the fuck I wanted to do. All I knew was I wanted to work for myself. And I thought, I'm going to go to school for business. I'm going to learn how to run a business and then I'm going to start my own business. And that was always my plan. And I just had such a hard time coming up with what that business was going to be because the truth was I cared a lot more about running businesses, the operations of businesses. For me, that stuff is fun. I continued writing business plans for businesses that I knew I was never really going to open because I just liked the strategy behind it. I continued making systems for businesses that I could potentially have knowing that I was never going to have those businesses like this is stuff that I did for fun and that was what I wanted I didn't really have another passion or hobby or thing that I wanted to be doing that I wanted to make into a business and I just agonized over this for years and years and I was working full-time um eventually in retail and I was working in retail for nine years and through that whole time you know I liked my job okay and there were things about it that I really liked especially when I was uh, running stores like I could do a lot of the strategy and the systems and processes piece and it made me really successful and I enjoyed that um, but there was always something missing and that thing that was missing was how am I going to make it on my own and make this happen for me? How am I going to find a way to put all of this energy into kicking the shit out of my own business? Because I was always so successful at doing all of the right things in my job, no matter what job I had, and making money for my bosses. And I knew that if I added in the passion for my own business, 
I would, it would just be so much better. But what I doubted was that I would ever have a quote thing that I would be as passionate about as the operation side of running the business itself. And that was what I really just agonized over. You know, what was my thing that I was going to do? And it just would not come to me. And so through this whole time, I was just, you know, looking for answers. I was listening to lots of podcasts and, you know, talking to people who had their own businesses and just kind of obsessing over it. And I kept seeing all of these messages. And so there were kind of two sides of the spectrum. The one side of the spectrum says, um, know your why, know your passion, follow what you want to do. And eventually that thing will blossom into a business. Now, the problem with that was that I didn't know at all what I wanted to do. So I knew my why and I knew that, you know, I really, really wanted to work for myself, but I couldn't, you know, rely on that to like feed me. And unfortunately, you know, I I needed money. So figuring out a way that I could actually make money um, and work for myself was just, it was agonizing for me because I didn't know what that thing was that I was going to do to make the money, to make the business. Running a business isn't a business, right? And so, you know, that was really hard for me um, to identify with. Now, the other side of the spectrum, which is the far louder message, and this is the message that we are told from successful businessmen, just from all angles, The message is, if you really want to work for yourself, you will sell whatever you need to sell to make the money. You will do whatever the fuck you need to do to just make it on your own. You will hustle and work and risk everything that you have to just do it and make it happen. And if you are not willing to do that, then you are not part of the club. And... That was the message that I was hearing really loud and clear. That message also goes hand in hand with to find what your thing is, you need to find a need and you need to solve the need and then everyone will buy your thing. And that is the path to success. Now, the problem with those messages for me was that and still is that the reason I wanted to work for myself was because I wanted to do something that I loved, to have the freedom to work for myself, to make my own schedule, and to not have to answer to anyone else when, you know, the time came that I was like, you know what? I'm more important right now. Today, I'm going to prioritize myself. Tomorrow, I'll prioritize my business. I don't want to have to answer to anybody else. And if what you're telling me is that the only way to work for myself is to sacrifice all of that, then you're saying I have to basically fail right out of the gate. Right. Because my idea of success is not the money. My idea of success is the freedom. And you're telling me that I have to give up freedom in order to get it. So that to me was always just so discouraging because it made me feel like there was no way that it was going to happen. And after years and years of just going through this cycle in my mind of, you know, what's the need that I'm going to solve, Um, you know, 
what's, what's my why? What's my passion? What's my thing? And just it never coming to me. I became so discouraged and I started to just develop this very strong voice in my head that told me that I was never going to do it. I was never going to stick with it. Um, it wasn't worth trying because I was going to try it and I was going to put myself out there and then everyone was going to see what I was doing and then they were all going to watch me fail because I was destined to fail because I didn't have like quote the thing and I wasn't willing to risk everything to make it happen. So therefore it was never going to happen for me. And it wasn't until a year ago that I was walking my dog and I was listening to a podcast, no surprise. And the podcast that I was listening to is called Women, Work, and Worth. Highly recommended. They talk to a lot of different people who work for themselves or just, you know, women who kind of have figured out a way to make it happen for themselves. And I was listening to an episode of this podcast and I was listening to Dr. Erin Foley, who is a mindset coach. And she was talking about when she had her sort of aha moment about what she should be doing with her life. And she was talking about how she had this really successful job. It looked great on paper. Um, she had always been a successful student. She had always been successful at work. She was, she was really good at knowing what was expected of her from other people. And she was doing that, but something was missing and she was really, really tired. And in all of her spare time, she was working on, you know, how can I create a life for myself where I'm happy? Um, how can people create lives for themselves where they're happy, that sort of thing. And then she was listening to somebody else talk about their aha moment. This is getting very meta here. Um, and that person was talking about, you know, how it eventually came to them. And she was thinking, well, that's great that that, you know, came to you, but it's never going to come to me. It won't come to me. And I don't have a thing. And then kind of suddenly realized, holy shit, like I'm spending all of my time focusing on how people can create lives for themselves that make them happy. Like, what if I just did that? What if I helped people create lives for themselves that they were happy with? And she is a mindset coach now. And I was listening to this and literally had the same experience. And I was like, holy fuck. I have been obsessing over running businesses, the operations behind businesses, the shit that everyone else finds boring about business. And never once did it occur to me that maybe there are other people who have the passion they want to turn into the business. They have that trade or that hobby that they want to be doing full time and they don't want to deal with this shit. And what if I could find those people partner up with them and help them make that a reality. How fucking amazing would that be? And then I realized that is consulting and it exists. And I knew that it existed forever, but I always thought I didn't want to be a consultant because I never wanted to be the ideal or the, the ideal that we have of a consultant, which is that person in a suit who's all buttoned up and professional and they come in with their briefcase and they sit down and they tell you about all of those cookie cutter processes that you're going to implement to make, you know, a bunch of money. That's not what I want. I don't want to be that person. I'm not that person. I want to be who I am and be honest about who I am every step of the way. And that's not who I am. Never occurred to me 
there's probably a lot of people who could use a consultant and they don't want to work with that stereotypical person. Holy shit. This could be a thing. And since I had that realization, um, things just totally changed because suddenly I realized that there was a place for me and I was going to get there. And then the question shifted to how am I going to get myself to that point? And the next person that I heard who completely changed my life is Tiffany Hahn. I've already mentioned her once in this podcast. Um, and she was also talking on women work and worth. And she was talking about prioritizing your life and finding your unique voice and how by being more genuine and more honest about who you are, you can actually be more successful because you end up attracting people who actually truly align with who you are, actually truly want to work with someone just like you and are actually willing to play put a premium and pay a premium on working with someone like you because you're exactly what they've been looking for and you're not afraid to show it. So they found you. And when I heard that, everything really shifted for me. And that was when I started down this path of, okay, I'm actually going to make this happen for myself. And that was a year ago. Um, and about two weeks after I heard that podcast, I went to my Tuesday night trivia every Tuesday night. I always used to go to trivia and I had a group of people that I always went with and I sat down with my drink and I just told everybody I'm going to quit my job. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm going to do it and I'm going to make something happen for myself. I'm going to work for myself. And I had not even told my husband this yet. And so he was sitting there, I think, thinking, like, holy shit, like, who is this woman? And I was just like, yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I I don't know who she is either. Because I was not one to do something like that. Usually, um, I wouldn't say any of this stuff out loud because I would be afraid that people would then notice when or if I didn't really do it. So I didn't want to say it out loud and put it on people's radar because I wanted to, to be very honest, um, maintain control of like, you know, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing and things are going great. Instead of saying, you know what, this is what I want and then putting it out there for people to notice when I then don't do it or try to do it and fail. Um, that was my cycle. And at that point in my life, when I made this decision a year ago, I was just like, you know what? I'm saying it out loud. I'm saying it all out loud now uh, so that I can then do it and then prove to myself that this cycle of keeping my ideas so guarded and not trying so that I could avoid failing, that cycle could end. I could put a stop to it, start to do what I wanted and just acknowledging that like that cycle was not helping me at all. It was a defense mechanism and it was hurting me way more than it was helping. So a year ago when this happened at that time, I was not ready to start my business. Um, I financially 
was not in a great place to just, you know, quit my job and start doing it. Um, I mentally wasn't really ready. I didn't fully have an idea, you know, really worked out of what I really wanted, but what I was ready to do was start to make the changes that I needed to make and start to move in that direction. So here is what I changed. The first thing that I did was I started taking care of myself and prioritizing myself my sleep, my health over everything else. And the reason for this is because I realized that not only was I holding myself back and not going for what I wanted, but I also had a habit of doing everything that outwardly looked great to everybody else and not really prioritizing my own care um, at all. And so, you know, I mentioned that I was working in retail, so my schedule was all over the board. I did not have the ability in that job to go to sleep and wake up at the same time and get eight hours of sleep every night. I did not have the ability to go to the gym as much as I wanted. I didn't have the energy at the end of the day to take my dog for a walk every day with my husband and enjoy going for a walk. It was like I would come home and I was so tired and drained that all I wanted to do was just have a drink, numb it all out, scroll through, you know, Facebook, whatever, and then like fall asleep. (laughs) That was the cycle. And that was not helping anybody. Um, it was not helping me. It also wasn't helping anybody around me. And, you know, my relationship, even with my husband got so much better when I started to make this change. So the first thing that I did was I looked at my lifestyle and I said, you know what? Um, there's no way that I can do this big, huge thing with the energy level that I have. And so first thing I did is I quit my job and I looked for a nine to five and, um, I enjoyed having a job where I had, had the ability to have a little work-life balance. And it meant that I took a huge pay cut, but I looked at my finances and I said, how much money do I really need to make? And if it takes bringing myself down to the bare minimum in order to make these bigger changes so that I can get further later, then I'll do it. And so that's what I did. And I took the bare minimum that I could afford to make in order to make things work. Mind you, my husband was a student at the time and, um, you know, it was tough, but we did it and it was the best decision. And I never looked back. So in line with that, taking care of myself and prioritizing myself and my sleep and my health and working a nine to five and leaving my job at the door, I also joined a program that I thought looked amazing. And it was um, a year long program with other women who were also setting out to go for the things that they wanted. The name of the program is the um, Raise your hand, say yes, inner circle. If you are interested in this, you should check out Tiffany Hahn. Her podcast is called Raise Your Hand, Say Yes. Learn more about her. I would highly recommend it. I'm sure that I'll talk about this more. I've already brought her up twice in this episode because that's how much just these incredible women that I found through this past year have changed my life. But I signed up for it and I said, you know what? 
in addition to taking this big pay cut, I'm going to take a chunk of cash and I am going to invest it in myself. And I did. And it was great. And by the way, it was not that much money. Like in the grand scheme of my life, it was worth it. You think it's that much money, but by the end of the year, you're so glad that you did it. So in the first two months of that program, I did things like um, reprioritizing my life and saying, you know what my goals are going to be for the next couple of months? I'm going to have like a cleaning schedule so that I can keep my house as clean as I want it. I'm going to have a schedule so that I can go to the gym five days a week like I want to. I'm going to walk my dog every day. Like spend time with my husband, make meals because I love cooking and I had lost that joy for cooking. I spent two months after I quit my job and when I joined this program, just reprioritizing my life and what was important and just getting back to the things that gave me energy and made me feel like I could just breathe. So that was the first thing I did started taking care of myself, prioritized myself. I had to pull way back in order to even build the energy up to even think about what the next step was. Next thing that I did was I started practicing living very honestly all the time and forced myself to trust who I was, what I believed in, what I valued, Um, This was one of the things that influenced where I chose to work when I quit my job and went for that nine to five. So I looked for, I didn't look for just any nine to five that was going to, you know, be soul sucking and leave me feeling just as empty as I was before. I went and found a nonprofit that I really believed in. I applied to one job and it was at this nonprofit because that was where I wanted to work. They were local. I loved what they did. I still really just believe in what they do. And that was where I wanted to work. And I went to that interview and they said, you know, why do you want to work here? What are your goals? And I said, my goal right now is to just like live according to my values. And I want to wake up every day feeling like I'm doing something good for the world. And that was enough to get me that job. So, um, turns out when you start talking about this stuff, you know, people can get behind it. So that was how I chose where to to go and work. And I felt like that job, because of the fact that it was aligned with who I was, never left me drained, even when I was working a lot. And that is so important. The, uh, The other thing in, you know, that same boat as living very honestly, is that I started speaking about what I was doing to everybody. And just, you know, yeah, quit my job. I'm working on a nine to five at this nonprofit. It's great. And I'm um, thinking about just starting my own business and, you know, but for now, like I'm just enjoying having a life. And it was so important for me to do that because I think that when we have a career path, we, for some reason, think that other people are paying attention to that career path and that they're, that they're invested in it. And it takes us saying out loud that we're not doing that anymore and experiencing that other people are totally okay with you just following what you want. Um, You kind of have to do that a few times and experience it in order to realize that like it is okay and you can talk about what you want and you know who you are and what you believe in and what you're doing every day and at the end of the day that's what's important 
and the majority of people are going to support you just for doing that. Um, and for a while after I did this, so after I kind of pulled back and started just taking care of myself and then just practicing kind of just living really honestly all the time and trusting myself to do little things that I wanted to do and, um, you know, not worrying about what other people were thinking or, you know, whatever. After doing that for a while, I will be honest and say that I totally forgot about the business thing. It was the first time in my life that I was not going through that loop of how am I going to make this happen for myself? What am I going to do? What's my thing? All of, because I was just enjoying just being myself and I needed so badly to get there. And I don't mean just being myself in terms of, you know, the whole living in alignment with myself, but taking care of myself also and feeling like I had the energy to just enjoy where I was at the time. It was so important for me to get there because without getting there, there was no way that I could have then moved forward into the next step of actually starting to make it happen. And so that was when I did this next thing, which was being really accepting of whatever going for it meant, whatever was going to come of that. So I already talked about being okay with failure. Um, I want to talk about being okay with imperfection. So if you are the kind of person who only goes for things once you feel like you have it totally figured out and like the perfect idea, I am telling you, I was that person. In large part, I still am that person and I fight it all the time. You have to let go of it. There is no other way. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's say that I start my business and I say that I am an operations consultant and freelance project manager and I help people simplify their business so that they can focus on the stuff that they love about their work. That's what I say now. I am okay with the fact that like, maybe even six months from now, my description of what I'm doing is totally different. It is smart to allow yourself to change and to evolve. And you are not failing by evolving. You are adapting to what you're, what you see is actually working. So if you're thinking to yourself, like, I'm not going to go for what I really want to do because, uh, you know, it just might not actually work. And okay, well, like there's only one way to find out. And if it doesn't work, like you can do something a little different, you know? Um, the thing is that for most of us, we do not need to come up with some earth shattering, game changing, disruptive, innovative business idea to be successful. Okay. Most of us do not want to run big, huge, you know, corporations. Most of us just want the freedom of working for ourselves, or maybe we don't even want to work for ourselves, but we just want to go for something on a much smaller scale. You do not need to convince everybody out there that what you're doing is great and that they need to buy it. You do not need to convince all of America that they need to buy your product or service. Okay. You need like a very, very, very small handful of people to sustain a lifestyle business. Maybe like a handful of people at a time, 
That's much easier. And for most of us, that's all that we need, which means that if you're talking about what you want to do to people and you're getting these little, you know, inklings of doubt from people and you're thinking, well, okay, now I'm not going to do it because, you know, they're probably right and it's probably not going to work. They might be, but more likely they're just not your customer. And like, that's fine. Do you even want that person to be your customer? Think to yourself, do you want to wake up every day and think, oh, I, you know, I'm going to have a client call today and it's going to be with that person. Is that the person that you want to be talking to every day? Probably not. So be okay with the fact that, you know, for everybody who doubts you and your idea, there's probably a few other people out there who really like it. Those people are probably the people who are actually going to make you successful. And those are the people that you should be talking about or talking to. Now, this is the very last and really important thing that I changed. And this is where I'm going to give you my advice. Um, It turns out that most people want you to be happy. Okay. They want you to do what you want to do. What is in alignment with what you actually believe in and what will make you happy. The vast majority of people out there, if you tell them, you know what, I think that I'm going to quit my job and go for this wacky ass business idea that, you know, everyone thinks is not going to actually work, but I really think that it is for all these reasons. Most people are going to be like, wow, really? Oh my gosh, that's great. Like, how are you going to make that happen? I'm interested, but I think that that's wonderful. Um, you really need to learn that for yourself. So you need to start talking about stuff out loud and test it. Learn which of your friends are the people who make you feel like shit when you talk about what you want and which of your friends are really motivating. And doesn't mean that you can't be friends with those people who make you feel like crap when you talk about going for this stuff. It just means that they are not your sounding board for this stuff and you need a sounding board for this stuff. So find the friends who make you feel good. And I will give you an example. My husband and I have been together for a long time. We've been together since we were 13. So he's my best friend. I love him more than anything in the world. Okay. We are far too similar for me to be talking to him about ideas that I have for my business. So what I mean by that is I am a very cautious, planful, risk averse person. My husband is a very cautious, planful, risk averse person. When I have an idea and I think to myself, oh, you know, I just like don't really know if that's going to work. I'm not going to then go to him and tell him about it because he's going to say, oh yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. Okay. I'm going to go to my friend who I know is going to be like, you know, you're fucking amazing. You're going to figure it out. Go for it. That's the person I'm going to go for. And the reason for that is this. I know myself. Okay. I am not an impulsive person. Her saying that to me is not going to actually make me just like take a leap of faith and do something dumb, just like on a whim. What it is going to make me do is be motivated enough to not quit and to actually go down that path and see like what's down there. Once I actually have an answer and I believe for myself that this is a good idea, 
then I go to my husband. Then I say it to him because that's when I need that critical eye of, you know, well, is that really a good idea? These are some of my doubts and I'll have answers to those at that point. That's when I bring him in. Doesn't mean I don't love my husband. Doesn't mean he's not my best friend. Just means that like, he's not the person that I'm going to bring this shit to. And by the way, Doing this makes your relationships so much stronger because that is a lot of fucking pressure to put on a relationship to expect that one person can, you know, say the right thing to solve a battle that is really internal and going on in your own mind. So if you have a thing that you want to go for, I am telling you right now, my number one piece of advice to you talk about it out loud and start weeding people out. (laughs) And I don't mean, again, you can't be friends with them. I mean, take notes of who you're going to talk to about this stuff, because I guarantee you there are a few people in your life who are your partner in crime and you don't even know it. Like these are the people who the two of you together just can like set fire to each other and just give each other such motivation and you need those people because those are the people who are more similar to who your future client is going to be. Those people who are out there who would eventually be your client, they need you to do this, right? And so without you talking to those people who are going to give you the power and, you know, light you up in a way that's going to make you believe in yourself enough to go for it without those people, all of those other people who you could potentially serve have to go without. And so you need to find those people. You need to get together. And chances are those people have shit that they're going through too. And they need someone to talk to also. And when you find those friends, it really can change the way that you start to talk to yourself because you have that external voice that's telling you something contrary to what your inner critic is telling you all the time and probably has been telling you for many years. And that inner critic is not the truth. That inner critic is bullshit. Okay. It is not real. (laughs) It is something that is there to keep you from taking risks because it has kept you safe for this long, but it has also kept you feeling like shit because you keep doing things the same way. It's safe, but it's shitty. And so you need to be okay with the idea that you're doing something that is unsafe. You need to ignore that voice. You need to believe the people who are telling you that, yes, you can do it. Find those people and believe those people and talk to them enough that you can start to quiet that voice that is in your head that's telling you, no, you can't. And then once you've gotten there, that's when you can realistically evaluate what failure looks like in this situation and get yourself to the point that you're okay with it. Like I said, I am okay with the idea that this podcast might be total shit, but I'm doing it and I'm doing it because I think it needs to be done. And if it helps one person, I am happy that I made the choice to go for what I want and to not hold myself back on this the way that I always would have. So 
I could go on about this forever. Good thing that I started a podcast. Uh, but I think that that's, you know, all that I've got for you today. And I really hope that this helped some of you guys. If you did like it, it would mean the world to me if you left me a review. Um, go ahead and find me on Instagram. If you're not already following me, I am at Briggs Monahan. That's B-R-I-G-G-S-M-O-N-A-G-H. A-N. You can also find me on my website, brooke-monahan.com. And if there's anything that you heard in today's episode and you're like, you know, that's great for you, but like, I don't have those people to talk to, or that's not going to work for me, or you have some practical thing that you're like, yeah, but you didn't address this, get in touch with me. Go to my website and uh, fill out a contact form or send me a DM on Instagram. I love to hear from people and um, I really want to help people. So I am here for it. I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.